Hello everyone, welcome to My Town Today, where you will discover small town places to visit, experiences, stories, and more for you to explore. I'm your host, Christy Burns. Hey everybody, I'm so excited today to introduce you to Mary Beth Sills, who is the Executive Director of the Downtown Main Street Program here in Cambridge, Ohio. Thank you so much for being with us today, Mary Beth. Thanks for having me. So I've known you for a while now, in and out, coming through Cambridge (laughs) over the past couple of years, and it's just been so much fun to get to know you and Debbie and Dixie and all the wonderful people that are here in the Visitor Center, and you specifically are with the Main Street program, which we're going to get into here in a minute. But um, again, thanks so much for having me. And it's always a delight to be here in Cambridge. I'm so glad you decided to come back to, to Cambridge and especially downtown. It's a wonderful place to be and it's an even more wonderful place to be now that it's Christmas season so absolutely yeah we're gonna get into all kinds of fun things and um, here recently I've had several friends other travel writers that have already been here for things that we're gonna talk about because this is just the place to be a small town that is a destination definitely for the Christmas season Mary Beth tell me a little bit about your position and what exactly is the Main Street program for Ohio and nationally So I am the executive director of Cambridge Main Street. We are a 501c3 that is dedicated to the historic preservation, economic development, and promotion of the small businesses in downtown Cambridge. Our state organization is called Heritage Ohio. And then nationally, we are under the National Main Street Association. So it is a national program. Here in Ohio, there are 23 accredited Main Street programs. And to become an accredited program is not an easy task. There is a, about a 12-page checklist of things that we have to accomplish in the year in order to get that accreditation. So it's not something everybody gets, and it's not something that is easy. So I have a dedicated board of volunteers. Um, and we make the magic happen. So when did you start this process of starting to become a, an official accredited Main Street program? This is our 15th year as an accredited Main Street program. There are only two other programs that are older than us, and they're only older by a couple of years. So it's been a long process for us, and we literally start now. We just had our accreditation review Uh, last month where we did get accreditation for this year into next year and we are already starting now for accreditation next year so it, it takes a year to make it happen. Wonderful and why for visitors why are you working so hard to keep this accreditation and to show that you're a part of the Main Street program? Um A lot of it is the history of the downtown. I mean, let's face it, a lot of the buildings here in Cambridge were built turn of the century, 1900s. We have just a couple that were built prior to that. So the preservation of those spaces, they just don't make them like they used to. Mm -hmm. So to keep those safe and habitable, and then in those places are the people that make more of the magic happen, and that's our small businesses. You know, these are your friends, your neighbors, people that you may pass on the street that run these small shops that feed the local economy that keep the things going so anything we can do to help them is what we're all about 
Wonderful. Well, and so when visitors come to a small town, they are looking for that charm. They're looking for the old buildings, but they don't want to see an old building that's falling down. They want to see these beautiful restored, you know, with the boutique shops and all of that. And so by doing the Main Street program, you are reaffirming that you are taking pride in that and that you are taking care of those things. And that that way it's really showing visitors that you're going above and beyond and you want people to come to your town and see that you guys are doing the work. Absolutely. So one of the newest buildings we just renovated was a department store a long time ago. It's a three-story building, sat vacant for several years, and it cost a little over $14 million to renovate it to the current state that it's in. Um, it's office spaces now for our area agency on aging, but to, to, to attest to how the building was built, there was three feet of water in the basement. When they started tearing down the wa- drywall and, and fixing everything, they discovered no structural damage to be found in this building. There was a hole in the roof, the third story, you know, they had to replace the floors, it was probably one of the major, other than electrical upgrades, that kind of thing. So that just gives a testament to how these buildings and the quality of these buildings. So we were so excited when Area Agency announced they were purchasing that building and and a lot went into getting the funding to restore that building. Uh, They took out loans, they did tax credits. So it it truly is a testament to the work of downtown as a whole and the other agencies that made that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've met some of the, the people in charge of Heritage Ohio you've met, you know, that you mentioned before, just wonderful people, so dedicated to making sure that these downtowns can make it and they have programs, not just for the accreditation process, but they have grant programs. They bring in wonderful people from economic development of different areas of Ohio to help and be able to do webinars and things like that to, to help the downtown. So such a wonderful organization. And isn't there also a Main Street program nationally that you guys are a part of as well? Yeah, so it falls under the Department of the Interior. And it's the National Main Street Association, and they echo a lot of what is done statewide on a larger scale nationally. I'm going to toot our horn just a little bit. We were Please actually do. selected <laughs> by our National Main Street Association for a grant to kind of help us become a bigger better main street we were one of only four selected in our region of ohio for this particular grant so they're working with us on developing strategies and ways to continue to do the work we do and they do this across the united states so it's not just here in ohio there are there's in arizona and West Virginia, they selected Wheeling as one of the heartbeat of America downtowns last year. Wow. So kind of right in our backyard, National was recognizing the work that's being done and it's mirrored as to what's done here so well and that's really cool to hear you talk about it that way because you know when people see that little main street the national main street symbol and which for our listeners if you haven't seen it it's kind of like a um, a street light arched street light kind of looking uh symbol if you're looking for certain destinations in downtowns you know this that might be something that you want to look for because obviously they are they're putting in the work like you said nationally and they're being recognized for that national 
internationally. And it also goes to show that our, our government is also invested in our downtowns and wants to see, you know, you said the heartbeat of America. I mean, every small town is kind of the heartbeat of America and kind of like why my town exists. So is to be able to highlight those small towns and that talk about, um, uh, small business being our backbone, you know, well, where are the small businesses? They are in communities and cities also, but a lot of them are in our small towns. And so, you know, it's it's a, definitely a worthy cause. It's an interesting program. It come out of the 1980s. And as a child of the 80s, you know, the big Me boom too. was <laughs> malls. So a lot of the shops moved out of downtowns. Your downtowns went into decay and disrepair. And groups of citizens got together and were like, we can't let this happen. You know, the, the mindset is they're not making them like they used to. And, and malls are, are good for certain things. So I don't want to disparage malls in any way, shape or form. But the group got together and they're like, what can we do to, to save this? So they developed this Main Street program. And in its infancy, it was more of just the preservation of the buildings and as it grew, it grew into a, okay, what do we do to attract shops and businesses into these? And it is the program it is today. It's a four point approach. So we look at it from a standpoint of like promotion. So like the podcast we're doing right now, talking about how wonderful the downtowns are, um, you know, the shops and promoting the, what they do. And then we have an organization which your volunteers, your board of directors, your staff, and the management of the program itself. Um, economic vitality is just kind of what it sounds. It's that economic piece and bringing tourism dollars and bringing in money into the local economy and into the local shops. And one of my favorite points is design, and that's mm. the buildings. And it goes even beyond the buildings. It's the streetscapes, it's the sidewalks, it's the light posts, mm -hmm. it's the trash cans. And in the spring and summer, it's the flowers, the hanging baskets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you see these little things, a lot of people often think it's the city. And a lot of times it is here in Cambridge. It's us. Mm -hmm. You know, we shell out close to $7,000 for those hanging baskets. And then we're responsible for watering them every single day. Yeah. And that is a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that you also have some partnership. Last time I was here, maybe it was in the fall, there were these beautiful wreaths and things like that. And I know that there's an organization that maintains those for you. And, you know, what a great thing to have their group helping with some of those beautiful things downtown. We partner with a lot of organizations. The V. CB is one of our biggest partners. You know, I have to give a shout out to Debbie and her staff. They are just truly incredible, wonderful people. We do partner with the Community Investment Corporation, which is Norm Blanchard and his staff, the Guernsey County Community Development Corporation, which is Ron Gambita and his staff. I My office would be homeless right now if it wasn't for Ron. <laughs> so I definitely have to give a shout out to them. They are a lot of the, the nice things in communities, parks and playgrounds and hiking trails, that kind of thing. We partner with the Dickens folks, obviously, but the greenery is a main street project but we partner with the master gardeners here master in town. gardeners thank you i could not for the life of me <laughs> think of what that was and that's, those are actually going to be delivered and, and installed shortly after thanksgiving for the christmas season so how nice um it just it, it's a way to beautify our downtown and, and bring people in and it's a big source of pride for us this this spring we launched a hometown heroes veterans banner program 
And to tie into that, we purchased all new street banners. Again, nice. some cities, their city purchases those banners. Here in Cambridge, our city didn't have the funds, so Main Street raised it. And we designed them, and with city approval, we installed them. That was almost $10,000. So, you know, we give out just as much as we take in. But it made a huge difference. The banners that were up there were before were 12 years old. Yeah. So they were starting to show their, their age and wear, and it was time for them to come down. Yeah. So we're going to recycle those, too. And we're even looking into future technologies, you know, the big pushes for electric vehicles. So we're going to install electric car chargers into downtown. Really? Yes. That is a huge step. That is a huge step. And the thought process behind that is, you know, it takes you about an hour, two hours to charge your car, depending yeah. on what kind of car you have. So while you're sitting there plugging your car in and charging, you're going to want to grab a bite to eat. You may want to go shopping. It's Christmas season. You're going to want to go watch the courthouse light show. So it, it, it's a way to bring people into downtown, and there's apps that track it. And so we're, if, not if, when, because we're totally going to do this, um, we'll be one of only one other Main Street in Ohio that has EV car chargers in their downtown. So I was going to say, that is huge. I haven't even heard of a Main Street program or any downtown in Ohio doing this yet. So, well, quite frankly, I mean, we could just start, stacking up a whole bunch of states <laughs> that haven't <laughs> that haven't done this yet so i mean it you know for the size of cambridge i mean that is that is a huge step and a really cool thing that you guys are looking forward to the future as to where you know things are going with all this so. and we're the crossroads of two major interstates so people from pittsburgh travel to columbus you know we have tesla car chargers and there's car chargers outside of downtown um, but they're like the Tesla are only, and I learned this through our project, they're only for Teslas. Mm -hmm. You know, if I drive a Chevy Volt, for example, I can't go plug in there. So I may want to go someplace where I can get free electric versus paying at, at like a paying at the pump kind of thing. So our merchants, you know, our building owners, several of them embrace the project, are like, yes. So right now we're working with the city to, you know, make sure we go through the code enforcement process and, and install these safely. Um, and I am so excited. That's another one I can't wait. So it's just two big projects that have really come to fruition to make a, our downtown better than what it already is. I think that's amazing. Do Do you have any sort of time frame on it yet? Our plan is to have them installed by spring of next year. Wow. Um, COVID so kind of put the brakes on it this year. Sure. Um, which is okay because we launched the banners and we've you know done a yeah. few other things that kept us busy. So this will be one of our big projects for next year. Wow. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for you guys. That's really cool. So, well, and it gives me another reason to come back to yes. Cambridge and check, check out something else. So tell me a little bit, Mary Beth, about your daily work here in downtown Cambridge. You know, the heartbeat of what you're doing, the reason, you know, we've kind of talked about your, you know, the Main Street program, but, you know, what, what goes on day to day downtown here for you? And no two days are the same. <laughs> Uh, I sit on a lot of boards, so I do attend a lot of meetings, you know, the CIC, CDC, VCB, I, I'm involved in all of those boards. You know, I do a lot of the promotion work. I'm a staff of one. Yep. So <laughs> if you see the Facebook posts, 99% of those are coming from my office. Press releases come from my office. I do a lot of grant writing. Because we are a 501c3, we fundraise, and we fundraise pretty heavily. And then we rely on grants to help pay for the events and things that go on. So 
it just kind of depends on the time of year and what's going on. I could be, you know, knee deep in writing a grant and then the next day be walking the sidewalks and stopping in all the shops and merchants and saying hello, checking in on them, see how they're doing. Um, where else can I go and get paid to shop? So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I've done ribbon cuttings. I work all of our special events. You'll see me pouring beer at the bike show and then at the Bruise and Brains on Main, which is our zombie crawl, you'll see me in a costume as part of one of the scenes. So it just kind of runs the gamut on time of year and season. You know, some of my favorites are Day of Enchantment. It's our princess day and to see all the little girls dressed up like their favorite princesses, you know, and see them riding the little horse-drawn carriage is just truly magical and something fun. Um, but then, you know, I've had those days where I'm picking up dog poop off the sidewalk and picking up trash <laughs> and, you know, fielding calls from angry people because we did this or we did that. We shut down the street or so I, I wish I could tell you it's all gl- glitter and unicorns and it's yeah. not all the time. Yeah. But, no, um, but I think what our listeners should know is that this is what really happens behind the scenes. You have super hardworking people like you that are trying to make the downtown as spotless and beautiful and keeping in touch with the merchants and trying to make sure that everything is just the way somebody would want to see it when they come in every time. And obviously that takes a ton of work. Like you said, you're not part of the city, you know, you're working on all of those little Hallmark movie, you know, themed type of things that visitors want to see and that it really takes a lot of work in order to make that happen. And it's not something that, you know, like you said, there's not just a a big pot of government money sitting around (laughs) for that to happen. Every small town that I have visited, this is the case. There is some sort of nonprofit, volunteer organization, whatever it is, that is making these things happen and visitors should really appreciate what they find in these small towns and here it happens to be you (laughs) and I hope that you know if anybody that's listening to this that you'll stop in and say thank thank you for your hard work Mary Beth because I mean it is especially if you're going to come down here during Christmas time there is a lot going on and hopefully you know we'll get a lot of people coming in to say hello so I think that that's a good way to transition into what is going on right now for the holiday season (laughs) Okay, well, I think that's a great spot to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. You're invited to experience Tuscarawas County, Ohio. Whether you're enjoying the rolling hills of Amish country, strolling through our historic villages, or exploring our one-of-a-kind museums and attractions, we're sure you'll discover why visitors keep coming back time after time. Conveniently located along I-77 in Northeast Ohio, Tuscarawas County is just a short drive from Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or Columbus. And be sure to check out our all-new Destination Learning Magazine, the perfect guide for virtual and homeschooling families. Visit TravelTusk.com, that's TravelTusc.com to learn more. Christy here with My Town Today. Traveling the country and visiting amazing small towns is my passion, but managing my books is not. That is why I love Burns & Associates. They provide professional bookkeeping solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Best of all, they are virtual, which allows them to serve clients all across the country. If you're like me, my schedule is hectic, so video calls to review my finances is best so that I can be up to date no matter where I am. If you need professional bookkeeping solutions to get your finances in order, clean up, or 
catch up or you're ready to outsource so you can get back to running your business, give Burns & Associates a call at 833-BURNS-60. That's 833-287-6760. Or go to burnsltd.net to schedule your free, no-obligation consultation. Burns & Associates, solutions to maximize your margin. mentioned earlier, Cambridge is a destination in Ohio for Christmas. So let's go ahead and dive into that. MSN named us one of the most Hallmark Hallmark movie worthy downtowns nationwide. There were, I think, 25 they picked. And we were one of 25. And it was a combination of the shops and the atmosphere and of course, I would be remiss without saying the Dickens Victorian Village. Right. So in its 15th year now, the Dickens Victorian Village are little vignettes of Dick Victorian life in character form. So you'll see Bob Cratchit. You'll see characters and personas from Cambridge and Guernsey County. Uh, there's a statue of Jonette Haberfield. I know she's in the Fairfield, <laughs> Lancaster region. You'll see her in downtown. But each of the, of the scenes and stations is different. So there's Glassblower from the National Museum of Cambridge Glass. There is a photographer from was the newspaper. He was one of the best photographers the paper had. Uh, and it's just it's kind of a neat way to bring a little bit of history in the holidays in and then to put the topper on the cake is the courthouse light show Mm -hmm. Um, we were the first to do it and it's since been replicated in other places yes it has um you know sincerest form of flattery yes (laughs) (laughs) that's another one that it just doesn't happen overnight kind of thing Mm -hmm. and you know there's a crew behind the scenes on that as well on top of everything else that goes on so if you haven't seen the courthouse light show you have to come, if nothing else, and stay seated warm in your car and see the show. It's it's phenomenal what has been done. Um, it's the crew of ABC Communications, which is our local radio station, and then the Guernsey County Maintenance Department, and there are two or three guys. I mean, this it's a small army that puts a lot of work into the show, so... Halloween time, we have a Halloween theme show. They added that. And then literally November 1st, they flip the switch. The witches go away. The trees come in. And it's Christmas. So it's so cool. And you know what I love the most about the courthouse show is that when you visit small towns, a lot of small towns have a beautiful courthouse. It's one of the most prominent buildings, if not the prominent building in the small town. But it's not really a visitor attraction. No. <laughs> it's a it's usually a drive-by, it's a government still used building. Nothing really there for visitors to see, but when you drive by it, they're they're usually so monumental. They're going to get your attention. They're just a beautiful building, and I love that after you guys started this in Ohio, other places have replicated it because it is just such a wonderful way to highlight the architecture and the be- just the beauty of these buildings that don't get any other praise, you know, the rest yeah. of the year. <laughs> it's just, it's such a, a, a 
vital part of the downtown and it's just really cool to highlight it in that way anybody who's been to any um traditional downtown knows what i'm talking about where you just you've got that that just beautiful courthouse you know in the usually in the middle of town and um and this is a great way to to highlight it yep ours is still a historic government run operated building but like you said it it transforms into something magical at night and Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't deter or take away from that. It, it really, truly enhances it, in my opinion. Um, and that lawn is usually filled with people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this year, you know, they're encouraging social distancing and, and wearing masks and being mindful and safe while you're enjoying the show. And if you're not comfortable but still want to see the show, you literally can sit in your car sit and watch it one of the radio stations you can tune in and you can hear the music Mm -hmm. in your car that's very cool so you know we we keep it as safe as we can and you know when it's bitter cold you can still go enjoy the show yeah um dickens victorian village they do carriage rides in the evenings fridays and saturdays you can walk the streets and and see the scenes again corona's kind of put a damper on a few things so some of their events have been canceled for this year just like us you know but like this year cambridge right as of right now still planning on doing our parade we're going to do a reverse parade so instead of the traditional you gather on the sidewalk and watch the parade go by the parade becomes the stationary and you go by it so interesting kind of a new concept we're going to see how it works in cambridge (laughs) we felt that we could do that safely and still sure have something for people to look forward to in the holidays so. well i'm sure the little kiddos are really gonna appreciate that Santa i mean it will still it, appear <laughs> well and then you know that's that's been a real um issue with some places you know they're trying to figure out what to do about santa i mean he's the star of the show so it's wonderful that you guys figured out a way to do it and um for any of our listeners that haven't been to the dickens victorian village or to the light show here in cambridge dickens victorian village village characters are life-size yes and so when every area that they are stationed you have these life-size mannequins that are telling the scenes and then there's a little plaque a sponsored plaque that's been there that will tell you all about that scene so you can kind of walk through and you can get a map for that too correct yes um where you can go through and and be able to hit all of these different stations and it's just it's amazing to see these mannequins and how they've been transformed into this story and there's also a partnership i know just for those mannequins to be able to um store them and get them ready each year and because i mean they're life-size mannequins so i mean it's it's also just another community project would not happen it was <laughs> without brainchild, everyone brainchild of one man who wanted to brighten his wife's holidays and so he started drawing these characters and they came to life and 15 years later still going strong you know i personally got to dress one of the mannequins this year i never got to do it before um, <laughs> you were honored with I that was task honored to put pants on the man um, which was exciting for me because you get to see kind of the insides of them but you're they are all true life-size and you know the the company that allows them to store in their they call it the warehouse which that's pretty much what it is is a giant warehouse you know they allow them to store them in there and they gave them a nice space to work where they deconstruct everything, take all the old clothes off, put new clothes on. So it, it's it's an army of 
you know, mostly older men and women, uh, small army. I mean, under 20 people, by and large, make that magic happen. So it's incre- it's, it's just amazing. incredible what, you know, one person's idea has now sprung into other communities. So like Steubenville, for example, has life-size nutcrackers now. Yes. That sprung <laughs> simply from the Dickens Victorian Village. And I got to be a part of that way back in my history days um, when I worked for the city of Steubenville for a while. So, you know, it was really cool to watch them run with this concept in a totally different direction and what they've accomplished over there. So, you know, never say never. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know ideas too big or small, and I encourage people, if you come up with these ideas, run with it. Yeah. I and mean, you never know what's going to take off and happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're in this field and you're listening, Mary Beth is like the best resource. And anybody here down at the visitor center too, I mean, just some great resources. They are not opposed to questions. If you are trying to get something started in your community, they they would be the experts. (laughs) And I'm always willing to help, you know, and if I don't have the answer, I will reach out to people that I think might have the answer. My previous experience in government and parks and recreation, I still have ties in that world, and that's come in handy here, oddly (laughs) You just don't know who the person is and what their connections might be. And had I not been in Steubenville and said, hey, you know, I was a part of the Dickens way back when, you know, the Nutcrackers may never have been able to come to fruition. So that was all the brainchild of one guy and his company and his family. Mm -hmm. And his daughter still hand-paint those today. So... You know, I, I can't shout out to them enough either because it, it's really cool. So if you get over this way, you got to go the hour to Steubenville to go see the Nutcrackers as well. It's pretty amazing. I actually have not been to see the Nutcrackers during the season so <laughs> i i have had the opportunity to go to his to go to the family's shop that you mentioned and see the nutcrackers but it is on my list of things to do to actually see it at christmas time <laughs> you have to go when they're operating the advent market because that that is part of the magic and just is really, really cool. cool i'm all about promoting our entire region when it comes to that I love my downtown. I will shout about how cool my downtown is from the rooftops. So, you know, people are saying, well, what can I do when I get done here? Well, you know, Ogilvy's not too far. Of course, it's Festival of Lights. Steubenville's not too far. You can go see the Nutcrackers. I guess there's something in Hebron now. They've got the Trailway of Lights or whatever that is. So, you know, our little corridor can be a weekend getaway for Christmas. That, and it can be all be done safely. So. Absolutely. And you bring up a really good point because I think a lot of people that have kind of gravitated toward the small town travel either over the past couple of years or during COVID because, you know, we're trying to stay away from the larger populated areas. Um, you know, but I think that if you haven't gotten into small town travel, there is kind of a little bit of that, well, there's really not that much to do, right? I mean, like they kind of, you know, some people just kind of have have it in their minds that because it's a small town, there might not be that much to do. And obviously that's my job is to show them that there's tons to do, but you bring up a good point also to go, okay, well, if if you don't want to spend all the time in the one town, that you can definitely hit a couple towns even in a day sometimes or like you said make it a weekend and you know go to one town one day and one another and you know you're just getting to see so many cool things by doing a little extra planning and see some unique parts of our country that have been here for a really long time we have two museums just in our downtown alone right (laughs) that's right there is a lot to do uh, and and 
Guernsey County as a whole and Cambridge as a whole. Known for the famed Cambridge glass. Yes. <laughs> I grew up, you know, I had family that worked in the factory, so it's been a part of my life, my entire life. So I'm familiar with it. You know, that's it's a wonderful museum. You know, people ask, well, do you think kids would enjoy it? I They do because there's a hands-on component that the kids, they take the plates, the actual etching plates they used when they etched the glassware and yeah. you can make rubbings of it. Um, and the kids just will sit back here for hours and yeah. color. <laughs> I'm a big kid and I'd sit back here and I would say, I've done it. <laughs> um, you know, the displays are kind of neat. They're celebrating the Roaring Twenties right now. So they have a still set up and, you know, talking about prohibition. And so it's, it's, it's a really interesting museum. The Guernsey County History Museum, you know, is still in the heart. It's not in downtown proper. It's a block away, but it's still in the historic district of what they consider downtown. And it's got interesting interactive displays. There's a coal miners display because this was all coal mine land at one point in time. Right. You know, when it's warm, of course, the wilds is in our backyard. That's my other home away from home. (laughs) So um, there's all kinds of things to see and do here. And you can come downtown and, and shop. We have some wonderful restaurants in downtown. I mean, we have Theo's and Theo's is best known for their Coney dogs. And they're mile-high pies. Yeah. <laughs> and when we say mile-high... You're not kidding. They're not kidding. Most people can make a meal on the pie. So. <laughs> a couple of wonderful eateries in downtown. Of course, Kennedy's Bakery has been a staple in downtown since the 20s. Um, we did lose our car dealership two years ago. And then the building sat vacant for a year. And then an Amish furniture store oh, really nice. wanted to move in downtown because of... The ambiance and what we have created here. So they opened their doors, and now you can go into downtown Cambridge and get quality Amish-made furniture. Nice. Um, and the prices are pretty reasonable, considering what you've got. So we have coffee shops. We're getting a new bookstore. <laughs> oh, sweet. You know, that's wonderful, because I think bookstores belong in downtowns, and we're in that weird time right now where some are making it and some aren't. So it is really cool to hear that you're getting a new one (laughs) we just opened one new shop the new bookstore is going to open and then that shop that just opened is expanding into another space i don't know what she's doing she won't tell me so we're (laughs) it's a surprise yes (laughs) i'm gonna like it whatever it is so but they opened their doors and you know it's a upscale thrift store that's doing really really well you know the area agency space is a phenomenal use of a space that otherwise would have sat vacant and probably would have had to have been torn down. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of a conglomerate mix of offices and restaurants and shops, and it's a unique venture, even not Christmas time, but especially at Christmas time. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, what's going on in 2021. What are the big plans, hopefully, that won't get (laughs) put on hold? Tell me what's coming up in 2021. As I said, God willing and Corona doesn't rise. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We host, part of our responsibility as a Main Street program is to kind of get people to come into downtown. So to do that, we do host a variety of events. I alluded to the Day of Enchantment earlier. It's a character-based Princess Day, so we'll station 
princesses in different shops. So last year we had Elsa and Anna and Olaf and oh, that's Cinderella so and the fairy godmother. They were all in the shops, and the little girls get a little goodie bag full of treats. They get their hair done. They get dance lessons. They get their nails painted. Aww. They had a tea party with Belle and the Beast. <laughs> um, and then they go for the Cinderella carriage ride in downtown. So that's by far one of my favorites. We included boys this past year. So we had pirates okay. as part of the adventure as well. Yeah. You know, we, we don't turn away any little boy or girl that, you know, made, made a little girl want to be a pirate. I'm like, great. Yeah, that's all right. You know, whatever. <laughs> we, that's coming around the pike. We host the National Road Bike Show and Rib Fest. It's one of the largest motorcycle shows in the state of Ohio. Last year we had about 250 bikes in the show. Um, unfortunately, Corona shut that down this year, but... We're planning to bring that back bigger and better. We host the Cambridge Classic Cruise In, which is a car show. Again, you're looking at about 400 cars, classic cars, motorcycles, trucks come into downtown. Um, we had talked about adding an event next year, uh, kind of a memorial event with Chinese lanterns. So that's in the works right now. Of course, the Christmas festivities. Um, the Bruise and Brains on Main is one of my favorite yeah. <laughs> events. That is our Halloween zombie crawl. Um, a zombie crawl. A zombie crawl. So do you get to dress up as a zombie or is, or is everybody else? How does it work? Um, I was not dressed up as a zombie. I was a lab technician that worked. <laughs> so our, our Bruise and Brains is the brainchild of myself and my former promotions cherries. VJ at the local radio station. He's a big Halloween guy. And he and I come up with this concept of Bruise and Brains. It's an alcohol-themed pub crawl, but we had a story behind it. So Silas Crowley was this mad scientist that got shunned and shamed by the citizens of Guernsey County. So he released the zombie virus onto the world. And I was the (laughs) technician that allowed Silas to do what it was he did. So I was dressed in a lab coat and... This year it was going to be all about murder hornets and aliens and Corona got the best of it too. Uh, So it's coming back with kind of a murder hornet, alien, zombie mix thing. Nice. Um, And we're actually going to try to do a thriller flash mob. One of my sister Main Street communities, Wadsworth, does a big thriller flash mob every year. Oh, fun. That is huge. They... (laughs) I'm so jealous of Adrian and her. <laughs> so I said, I want to do that on the courthouse lawn. So that's in the works for next year. And then we'll hopefully end it with a party for everybody. We just kind of have yeah, felt everybody needs a Halloween party. So yeah, it, it's a fun event. The people get dressed up for it. You get, there was 12 stops last year. You got a souvenir. This year, I was so happy the souvenir was going to be little masks with the bruise and brain logo on it. I ordered them. They come in. They were awesome. And then we had to cancel it. Aww. Till so, next year. Till next year. <laughs> so surprise anybody that signs up for that. Yeah. Um, but we continually add events and do things to just try to attract people to come to downtown. You know, we do a Christmas event with Santa and costume characters. We've canceled that this year. And in lieu of that, we're going to do personalized letters from Santa. So if kids deliver their letter to Santa's mailbox and give us a return address, Santa will hand personalize a letter and send it to the kids with a personal reply. Very Um, nice. 
and we talked about doing calls from Santa too. If Santa can squeeze us into his busy schedule, kids can get personalized calls from Santa as well. So Oh, that's fine. We kind of had to reimagine yeah. this year. and But I love the creativity that's happening right now. And I think everyone's been trying to find a silver lining and trying to find what it is that's going to make it go okay, it wasn't all bad, 2020, what's the good that could come out of it? And I love hearing stories like that. I mean, just Santa calling the kids. And there's something about the creativity that comes out of adversity that I think is special. And it gives us something to hold on to. Well, Mary Beth, it's been such a joy talking to you. You're so much fun. And we've had so much to talk about. And um, I thank you so much for being on the show. But I do want to pick your brain just on one more thing, because you hold the keys to something that I've been wanting to do for a while, which is the Cambridge Underground. Because of COVID, I know that it's not something that's open right now, but hopefully will be soon again. And so just quick, tell me a little bit about that. At, and then all you my town listeners i'm gonna take video of this so that you can <laughs> you can see how cool this is but go ahead and tell me a little bit about the underground so the underground when the city of cambridge and main street partnered to redo the sidewalks and streetscapes several years ago um, they started digging everything up and they discovered these underground storefronts that no and, one knew was there and nobody knew they were there <laughs> these vaults um, and these other things. So one gentleman put a kibosh or a stop to the project so that the historic society could come in and do some studies and evaluations. And what they had determined was at one point in the history of Guernsey County, the street level was about 30 feet lower than what it is now. They had raised it up because it's, you know, we're valleys and mine towns. And so these storefronts were buried basically when they redid the roads so they preserved two spaces two streetscape spaces and a few coal vaults and things um, but the underground was an 1840s basic storefront that has survived underground <laughs> um, <laughs> that you can actually go and visit and yep. see and like you said the cool thing is that it was buried People did not know it was there. I mean, it's been there for, what, over 100 years before somebody discovered it doing some renovations and like, oh my gosh, there is, there is actually like part of the city. Underground. <laughs> just, yeah, underground, <laughs> just kind of hanging out here. And the only other place that I know that there is something like this, I think, is in San Francisco. Yep. And I mean, so that's pretty awesome that, you know, the small town here, we have this. And how amazing is it that you can come to Cambridge, Ohio, and be able to see this awesome underground part of the city. And like I said, the only other place you can see that is in San Francisco. So and because of the state and because of the fragility of the this, this space, you know, we do not do a lot of tours. The, the, and I understand people really, really want to see it. But the flip side to that equation is every time somebody goes in, more damage is done. Yeah. And it's irreversible damage. So when we go down and the floors we're walking on are from the 1840s, they are original floors. We try to limit the exposure as much as possible to preserve the space as much as possible. Yeah. So that's another reason why not a lot of tours are being done. They, we did several and then it kind of stopped when we transitioned into me as the new director. So we are gonna start them again next year. We do charge a small fee for it. I take 
and Main Street takes none of that money. We give it to the building owner for the preservation of the space. So Wonderful. So yes, so you got to make sure that you talk to Mary Beth and set this up ahead of time. It's a very special thing. Maybe make a donation to Main Street if you're coming because that would be super helpful that because be. <laughs> this is a piece of history that you cannot see anywhere yeah. else except for the one place that we said. Um, but this is specific for Ohio. You can't see this anywhere else yeah. in Ohio and make sure that if you come and see the special stuff that you help preserve it and it unfortunately it is not handicap accessible so we do have to put that out there that you know you're going down several flights of steps and then it's in a confined space so if you have concerns about dang spaces and confined spaces it, it is not a space for you <laughs> um, it, it's a really cool space but it's yeah. just not a space for you and we keep the group sizes small so you know, if you're coming with 20 or 30 people, we're going to have to split you up just because yeah. the space is, is not very large. That doesn't mean 30 people can't come. You know, we send you down in about four or five at a time and you can shop the shop that's above it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, and she would like that. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a really cool space. And I'm so ex I, I love going down there. I get excited every time I go down there because there's a lot of history down there beyond the storefront as well. So, Well, and like I said, my towners, I will give you a taste of it. <laughs> I'm going to do some video <laughs> and, and post that hopefully later on this month. Stay tuned for that. Um, but thank you again, Mary Beth, for being on the show. I've had so much fun talking with you and picking your brain for over 45 minutes now because hey. I just like talking to you. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to add for any of our listeners? Um, my, my words of advice are to shop local and not just at the Christmas season, but year round. Uh, the individuals that run these shops, not just in Cambridge, but in Lancaster, and you know, the, these are your neighbor, these are your friends, these are wives and husbands just like you. Um, they rely on you coming in and shopping their shop to pay their bills. And those bills then be, turn into the local economy for streets and sidewalks and all of those things that we need. So shop local and remember your local stores, especially now, you know, COVID season, they were hit really hard. Mm -hmm. So go buy your gift cards, you know, go buy your stocking stuffers, go buy gifts locally. A lot of the shops, like I know one, if you're not comfortable going when they're open, she'll make appointments for you to come in and shop by yourself. Um, they'll do curbside delivery kind of thing. Just think of them for gifts this season and year round. Yeah, I echo that as well. So thank you so much, Mary Beth, and let's go see the let's underground. See underground. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To learn more about the towns we visit, just type My Town Today in your favorite browser and click on My Town Today or go to MyTownTravels.com. To learn more about how to be a guest on the show or to sponsor an episode, just go to our homepage and click on Podcasts and select Submit a Request.